0: Good morning, everyone. Good morning. As I recall recall last week, I let you know that our first reading will be coming from the prophet Isaiah, and the prophet Isaiah, recall, he's speaking to his people in a time that was very difficult for his people, so he speaks a message of hope. And in today's uh, selection from Isaiah, um, we hear about the coming of a Messiah, a particular type of king that is different from all the others. And uh, he will bring a different type of justice and a different type of peace and a different type of harmony. And I I look at the imagery that um, Isaiah uses. And folks, remember last week when I talked to you about the resurrected body, uh, about walking as nutty as that sounded, did you hear what Isaiah had to say? (laughs) Lambs are going to be playing with the lions. (laughs) Did you catch all that? That's kind of crazy talk too, isn't it? So he puts forth this image uh, that's going to happen. And uh, certainly at his time, the lions were not playing with lambs unless they were only playing with their food. Uh, But he's putting forth this image for us. And in our second reading, there is that message of hope from St. Paul. And finally, we see where the second reading connects with the first reading. uh, And uh, it works very well. But also in there... um, Paul talks about a way that Christians are supposed to be treating everyone, not just other Christians, but all people. And um, my friends, uh, uh, what we missed from the Isaiah reading, Isaiah speaks about a stump. A stump is a tree that's been cut down, that's kind of dead. And he said, from that will come this king. And uh, uh, to try and get you to understand uh, heritage and lineage was very important uh, what he was saying, that uh, uh, Jesse is um, King David's father. So this was important to them. It would be the equivalent of probably Isaiah saying, uh, your 401ks are stumps now. But from there, a little bit, you would be alerted, and you would go, uh, so he's, So you can see uh, the type of uh, challenge that they had in their time. The readings, our first reading our second readings, have messages of hope. And this is one of the aspects of Advent, a reminder of God's faithfulness to his promises. Then we have today's gospel reading. Now, Matthew first alerts you to the fact that John the baptizer is the herald to which Isaiah, the prophet from of old, was speaking. So he's alerting you that this king is coming and we know this because the herald is already beginning to speak about him. And um, the gospel reading from Matthew draws an attention to another aspect of our Advent Christmas season that is overlooked or people do not want to think about. However, John the Baptizer is as much a part of Advent as the Advent wreath is. He belongs in the Advent season and to talk about. And by way of contrast to Isaiah, Uh, Isaiah has this warm message of hope. We have John the Baptist calling for repentance because the Lord is near. Now, we prefer the warm and peaceful picture of Isaiah in today's first reading, uh, where we hear the wolf will be the guest of the lamb, and the calf uh, will be friends with the young lion. They'll walk together. And uh, John the Baptist, uh, we are told, comes with his camel hair outfit saying to the Pharisees, you brood of vipers, who told you to uh, run away from the wrath that is to come? And first, he calls them brood of vipers. Why? Because they came to the waters of baptism uh, and they did not believe. They had no intent on believing anything John had to say. Furthermore, they no—they uh, didn't bear any good fruits. As a matter of fact, they had no intent on it. So he knows this and he says, you brood of vipers. And my friends, uh, He says, reform, show proof, uh, bear good fruit. Now, my friends, I know in Advent this is not the kind of message one expects uh to find on a Christmas card. Last night I joked about it. I envisioned Father Mark getting a Christmas card one day, and normally the Christmas cards that the priests get don't have Santa Claus and stuff on there. They have passages from scriptures, and this is a passage from scripture. And I thought, opening it up and seeing, you brood of vipers. <laughs> and inside, Merry Christmas, Father, to you and your staff. <laughs> and that's just my sense of humor. But, um, but even worse, I thought about, can you imagine the Hallmark Station with all their Christmas, brood of vipers, chapter 2. <laughs> You're not going to watch that. <laughs> but it is an important to us Christians that we have John the Baptizer in this season of Advent because we cannot experience the real joy of salvation if we do not have any inclination of our need of salvation to be saved. Many people uh, want Christmas, but they don't want necessarily Advent with it. Uh, no, this is true of Easter. They want Easter, but no, nah, Father, can we just skip Lent? No. We cannot have happiness without some type of sacrifice and um, cannot be peace without real justice and uh, there is no heaven if there is no conversion for you and uh, John reminds us of the importance of conversion and that Christmas is not just a holiday season but a moment to renew ourselves uh, in the power and the grace of Jesus the Christ the Messiah My friends, the other aspect, and that's one aspect of our Advent season, the other one is from the prophet Isaiah. He shines another aspect of Advent, and he paints this picture of harmony and peace and justice, and we need that also, because we have to have a goal in which to work for, a reason to convert. And uh, these words may seem so far away from uh, us for some time when we see so much conflict in our world, Uh, but... What of Isaiah's vision then? Isaiah's words show us that the reign of God and his peace is always a possibility. Conflict and tension is not the only thing, and it is certainly not the last word on our human condition. My friends, every generation, and you know this, simply look at the history. Every generation, including our own, has its conflict and has its tension, but it means also that it has its opportunity and its chance for peace, The question is, are we willing to make the effort to be agents of that, to walk on that different path, to walk and to live in a different way, and holiness, if we want a world of harmony, are you willing to sacrifice, I think, pride and ego to establish it? If you want a world of peace, are you willing to be peacemakers? If you want a world of honesty, are you willing to tell the truth and to be speakers of the truth? This one's capital T now. If you want a world where human dignity is respected, are you willing to respect the dignity of all people, including those you do not like and those who even persecute you? Jesus spoke about this. If you want a world where human life is respected, are you willing to stand up for the dignity of all life, All of them. Isaiah's words remind us that the peace of the kingdom is always a possibility in every generation. Finally, my friends, there's another aspect to the true meaning of Advent and Christmas, and it comes from the words of St. Paul to the Romans. Welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you. How did Christ do this? The Holy Scriptures are filled with his examples. Simply open it up and read. But in short, he showed us that God's love shows itself not in embracing only the saints, but in embracing the sinners, saving them. God loves you and I. We did nothing to merit his love. We did nothing to earn it. We don't have to because it is gift. But once we receive the gift, is there not a responsibility in it? If God has loved us, how much more should we imitate that love? Perhaps then Advent and Christmas are times to reach out to those who are most difficult in our life and to try and see them the way Christ sees them. Maybe then we can uh, try this season to welcome them as Christ welcomes us always. But this requires something that John the Baptizer is pouring forth Conversion of heart, because then the heart changes the mind. And then, with the heart and mind changed, our lives are changed. It requires an attitude of hope, absolutely. It requires faith in God's promises. My friends, I don't know that this Christmas will bring complete peace in our time and in our world but you and I can bring a little bit of that peace into the pieces of our own world, your own little sphere that you, you live in every day. That is always a good place to start. The disciples of Jesus Christ are called to help to bring up the kingdom, to build it up, to spread that kingdom by being kind, by being forgiving, by being merciful, by being honest by being truthful, even though it is a struggle, that we will never win completely on this planet. We should strive for it nonetheless, because it awakens everything that is the best and precious in us. Isaiah's vision lives on in the midst as a task for today and a promise for tomorrow, hope in all things Friends, last night I focused more on Isaiah and talked about the gift of imagination. I've been with you seven and a half years, and when I talk to you about the scriptures, I would tell you I see the scriptures, I read them, and I can see the movie. And I realize I've been saying the wrong word because when I say I say a movie, you're like, Father's crazy. But it is the gift of imagination. And all of you have it, because some of you are using your imagination right now. I imagine Father Mark giving a five-minute homily someday. (laughs) So I know you have the gift of imagination. (laughs) We, We all do. Some people have used their gift of imagination for wicked things. This is the thing about gift. But we have the ability to imagine. John, the evangelist, He was given a vision that's different. He spoke, but yet I believe that it was the gift of imagination to which God used to enter into that with him. The same with Isaiah. We have the ability to imagine. Imagine a place of peace and of joy and of love and of laughter amongst all people. If we can imagine it, Let us work to reach it. God our Father, this is a great thing, and maybe I'm a little bit jealous about it, when he imagines, it comes to pass. He imagined all the universes. He imagined you, and now you exist. And he's given us this gift of imagination and given us some ability to strive towards it. Let us use our gift then well Let us imagine peace and then work for it. Let us imagine love and work towards that in all things. This would be a good Advent practice leading into Christmas. Amen? Again, on Thursday is the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception. Mass will be at 9 and 6 p.m. If you do not know what that means, not the Solemnity, Immaculate Conception, then you need to come so that Father can explain to you what that is. Amen?